What up, guys? It's Nick, back with Difficult Conversations. Um, this episode is going to be a good one, I think. I'm going to touch upon who I think is the greatest rapper of our generation. And I'm, and I'm starting from 2000 until now. So, from the span of almost so 18 years, almost 20 years, who is the greatest rapper of our generation? Um, second segment, I want to talk about the state of education in this country. Um, I have really strong opinions on this. Um, hope y'all enjoy it. Um, again, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for following my content. And again, please don't be afraid to have a difficult conversation. Alright, so, who is... The greatest rapper of our generation. Let me start off by saying that this generation, so if I'm defining this generation as 2000 to now, right? This generation of hip hop, which is really two generations, but I'm, I'm, I'm lumping all to one. So we see some greats, you know, we've seen 50 Cent, we've seen DMX, we've seen. Eminem, Jay-Z, um, hey, Nelly, Nelly has some hits, um, Drake, Cole, Kendrick, we've seen a lot in hip-hop, you know, um, over these past 18 years. Kanye, you put Kanye in there too. I forgot about Kanye. Um, and all those rappers are great though, right? Like, I'm not taking anything away from those dudes. I mean, Kanye, yeah, he started the whole, you know, polo and backpack craze. 50 Cent, you know, um, you know, was so raw and gutter and just in your face, just rude and arrogant. Um, Eminem had the crazy wordplay and the, and the technical rapping skills. Um, the storytelling. DMX had the heart and emotion. Um, Drake, I mean, he he's, he started the whole saying rapping thing. I mean, it was, that wasn't cool until Drake started doing it. I mean, all those rap. I mean, Jay, Jay's a mogul. You know, Drake, Jay, I feel like Jay was one of the first people to really make rap a business, you know, as opposed to art form. Um, so all those dudes in their own right are phenomenal and special and deserve a place in hip-hop lore. Like, I'm not taking anything away from them. But who is the greatest rapper of our generation? People... I'm here to tell you that the greatest rapper of our generation is Chingy. Chingy is the greatest rapper of our generation. Don't argue with me. Right there? Come on now. Nah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, the greatest rapper of our generation in my mind, has to be the one, the only, Dwayne Michael 
Carter Jr. And let me preface this by saying I'm a little biased. I've been listening to hip hop since I think the first hip hop song I've ever heard was um, it was by Eve on 106 in Park. It was an old ass song. like going out tonight or something like that. I forget, I forget what the song's called. But the, so I've been listening to hip hop for a while. So I've seen my whole life. Um, but I didn't really become a fan of hip hop until I heard Lil Wayne. Like Lil Wayne really is, is the reason why I fell in love with the genre. It really was. Um, so it was around, I want to say. 2006, 7, um, I can't remember the first Lil Wayne song I heard, but I mean, all of them were just phenomenal, I mean, let me start by saying, okay, so, lyrically, right, Lil Wayne may not have invented the punchline game and rap, but he perfected that. I feel like Lil Wayne was one of the first rappers you can listen to and be like, yo, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that that's some funny shit he just said, you know? And not funny in terms of, oh, it's corny. It's, it's genuinely funny. You know what I mean? Um, you gotta understand, Lil Wayne, for most of all of his career, didn't write anything down. Like, this is all off the dome, off the top. Like, listen to, you know, listen to Lil Wayne's, you know, his, his ciphers. Like, you know what I mean? Um, his MTV ciphers, his BET ciphers. Um, Wayne's a beast, man. And people don't give him enough credit. Like, Wayne, lyrically, is a beast. Okay? I mean, um, a Millie. I'm, mil- I'm a millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire, tougher than Nigerian hair. My criteria compared to your career just isn't fair. I'm a venereal disease, like a menstrual. I bleed. Um, what do you, you say? Uh, all the pencil and leaf from the sheet of the tablet on my mind is on right six. I ain't got the time. Oh my god, man! Like, you tell me when you first heard of Millie, you weren't like, yo, top five, top five, top five, top five. Lyrically, Wayne is special, man. I mean, l- let me let me read you some of his 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 some of his best lyrics. I mean, like listen to this. Like, I mean, it's just a mix of comedy and I mean, man, I got summer hating on me because I'm hotter than the sun. I got spring hating on me because I ain't never sprung. Winter hating on me because I'm colder than y'all and I would never, and I would never, I would never, I would never fall. I'm being hated by the season, so fuck y'all who hate it for no reason. Come on, dude. Come on, man. Let me read y'all. Let me read y'all some other lyrics. I mean, I mean, let, let me let me use some lines from Dwayne Michael Carter. Feet hanging out the window, drop my shoe game. 
Cause all my kicks fly like Lou Kang. Y'all remember that? Dano remix, Shoddy Low, Rest in Peace, Shoddy Low. Y'all remember that? Come on now. I mean, I mean, come on now. You think you're calling shots, you got the wrong number. I love Benjamin Franklin more than his own mother. Safe sex is great sex. Better wear a late text because you don't want that late text that I think I'm late text. Come on, man. Who else is doing that? Who? Who else is doing that, man? I mean, from even just from like a creative standpoint, like, um, what's that song he had with John Legend? Um, he, he, he's had so many from um, oh my life with the game storytelling was beautiful beautiful I mean um, go go listen to um, I, I think this, this thing is called I am ghetto hold on up for you it's something it's called I, it's, oh um ghetto rich I want y'all to really listen to that song listen to Lil Wayne's verse and tell me he ain't pop off um I mean let, let me just let me just get out some of my lyrics cause you know, Lil, Lil Wayne Lil Wayne's is gold I mean, like, like, we taking over. I am the beast. Feed me rappers or feed me beats. I'm untamed. I need a leash. I'm insane. I need a shrink. I love brain. I need a leech. Why complain on easy streets? I don't even talk let the visa speak and I like my Sprite Easter pick. Come on, man. Come on. Wayne is Wayne is he on top of the fact, right? Just his just his overall production. I mean Lil Wayne I I, I watched some video Wayne Wayne's drop like 70 something projects total. Um, since like, in, in, since like 2008 or something like that. I mean, Wayne did something super special for hip hop and people really don't appreciate him for this. Like Wayne gave power back to rappers through the mixtape game. Like yeah, 50 was dropping mixtape before and, and a bunch of rappers were, but Wayne was holding labels hostage. He was holding his label hostage with free music you know what i'm saying he told his labels right look y'all follow my creative design my plans my ideals y'all dropping i say i drop or i'm just put this free music out i'm just put this on that piff you know how much money those record labels lost. You know how much money, cash money lost because Wayne was doing that. 
how much money Wayne was making because Wayne was doing that. Was the quality of music as good? Of course not. You know? But come on now. No, no rapper was doing that before Lil Wayne. I mean, and y'all really don't want me to talk about one of the greatest albums ever. The Carter 3. Okay. The Carter 3. Was groundbreaking in music. I mean, this is the album that really put. I won't say trap, but the predecessor to trap on the map. It really made it radio friendly. I mean, man, let's let's go through the list. I mean, I, I need to go through this track list because y'all need to understand what the hell I'm talking about. Three P bars, Mister Carter. Hey, Mister Carter. Tell me where you been. Come on, man. Him and Jay-Z. And this is before Jay-Z's on his funny shit. You know what I mean? A milli, like I just told you, gold, obviously. A millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire. Got money with T-Pain. It's the next song. Come on. Dude, dude, dude was, dude literally shot a music video, right? On his way to shooting a music video. That's crazy. Comfortable baby face featuring that one. That one was so smooth. Dr. Carter. You know, dude literally lit literally put out a whole scene of him operating on himself. Phone home, tie my hands. Mrs. How I know, and I know y'all females love this track. Mrs. Officer with Bobby V. Come on now. This was this was heartbreak when you think about it. Like, damn, let the beat bell shoot me down. Lollipop. Rest in peace, static major. That was a banger. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Lala. P Monster. You ain't got nothing, don't get it. But Carter 3 was one of the greatest albums of all time. I don't care I don't care what nobody says, you know. And proceed that was a Carter 2, which is also one of the one of the greatest albums of all time. You know what I mean? So two back to back classics. Um Let's talk about the culture. You know what I mean? Wayne is the reason why black kids were skateboarding. Wayne was the reason why black kids were wearing skinny jeans and um, wearing vans and you know, got the, the, the tight white t shirt on with the with the fitted cap. Wayne was doing that. Wayne was doing that, man. Wayne was the reason why. Wayne's, Wayne is the reason why your favorite rapper is using autotune. Wayne is the reason why trap music even exists. Look at, listen to old little Wayne. Lil Wayne was a predecessor to trap music. You know what I'm saying? He opened the door for your Lil Uzi Burts, your XX Sentations, your, um, um, Trippy Reds and, and Lil Pumps and, um, all, all your favorite dime a dozen rappers guess who was doing that first little Wayne okay 
created a genre by himself. And made that genre popular. He put that on. Like, these trap songs aren't on the radio. 2 Chainz ain't on the radio without Lil Wayne. Young Thug ain't on the radio without Lil Wayne. And they'll even tell you that themselves. There, there is, there is no future without Lil Wayne. I'll go as far as say there's no Gucci Mane without Lil Wayne. I'll keep it all the way hundred with you. I know y'all love Gucci Mane. I know y'all think he's, you know, top ten whatever. There is no Gucci Mane without Lil Wayne. I'm just telling y'all. Wayne was a king in the South. Okay, the king. He had the South in the palm of his hand. He's hands down the greatest rapper to come out of the South. And I think no one can argue that. You can give me T.I. You can give me uh, Pimp C, a Bun B. You, know, you can give me all those dudes. You can give me... Um, i trying to think who else. You can give me Ludacris. None of them compare Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, okay, and this is you could say it's not, and I, I, this is a negative thing that he did, but Lil Wayne also introduced a drug culture to rap. And hey, you know, and and not not from selling drugs, but actually doing the drugs that you sell. You know what I'm saying? And like again, that's a detriment, but it shows how influential that he was to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like. The the double cup star the the styrofoam double cup wasn't a thing before Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne made that a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like Lil Lil Wayne's a reason why your favorite rapper is in club drinking lean, as opposed to drinking a beer or a cocktail. You know what I'm saying? Lil Wayne. Does not get the appreciate he deserves. He he consist. I won't say consistently, but like when he wants to, he puts out flames. I mean, y'all slept on this album, but look at the Free Weezy album, man. I'm sorry, but the Free Weezy album was crazy. And whoever says it's not is hating on Lil Wayne. I'm saying like you just, at this point, Lil Wayne gets so much hate, but he's so versatile, right? And he's so willing to adapt. Then he continues to come back. He's always at the forefront of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? When Lil Wayne drops something, people listen. People listen. And on top, and, and on top of all that, he put on the two biggest names of hip hop today: Drake and Nicki Minaj. Drake and Nicki didn't sign because of Birdman. I'll tell you that Birdman wasn't the reason. They signed because of Lil Wayne. Right? And I feel like if Lil Wayne had the creative control to direct his own mission and his own vision, I think your money could have taken off. I mean, look who was signed. You know, in in the late 2000s, Drake, Nicki, um, I think Bow Wow was signed at that point. Tiger was signed. This is back when Tiger was hot. 
Corey Guns was dope. Corey Guns was dope. Gutta Gutta, J Mills. Like, Young Money was was up, man. Lloyd, I think, was on Young, Young Money. This is back when Lloyd was up, too. Lil Wayne is one of the goats, man. I'm telling y'all. Platinum album. Selling out arenas. The longevity. The longevity. Dude's been doing this since the 90s. People don't understand. Lil Wayne's been out since the 90s. And he's still relevant today. You still hear his influence today. Listen to a 2 Chainz album. Tell me you don't hear Lil Wayne. Hell, you can listen to a Drake, a Kendrick album, a, a Cole album, and you're going to hear some Lil Wayne. It's inevitable. I'm telling you, I love, I, no, give me, I love Kanye. I love Jay-Z. I love M. You know, I, I love 50. But we talking about one of the greatest to ever do this in Lil Wayne. Between the lyrics, the, the, just the numbers of wrong album sales, the amount of projects that this man's put out, what he meant to the culture, how kids were really dressing like Lil Wayne, talking like Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? He brought so many words to the culture, so much vernacular. He brought some bad things, but he also brought a lot of good things too, man. He showed that you can just be yourself. You can have dreads, you can have gold teeth, you can have tattoos. And still be a, a, a young, intelligent black man in America with a gift. And share that gift. Lil Wayne never conformed. He never capitulated. Lil Wayne danced to the beat of his own drum. He was never corporate. You know, you're not going to see him wear a suit and a tie. But he'll do numbers. I think when it's all said and done, Lil Wayne dies as a top five rapper in the game. I think if he had died in, in, you know, 2008, 2009, I think he's known as probably the best rapper ever. Consistently putting out hits, consistently dropping music, consistently giving us new artists, man. He gave us the biggest artists in the game right now, Drake. Not to mention, he was the hottest rapper from like 2006 to 2010. I mean, who was hotter? Even after that, I mean, Lil Wayne feature was gold for you. You know what I'm saying? And the chemistry he had with all these artists out here, like how many hits has he had with Two Pain? Um, with with, uh, with T Pain. Um, you know, got money. 
Can't Believe It. Uh, what's that other song? Yeah, like, he had at least one with DJ Khaled. Make It Rain Remix. I mean, I, I, I'm just naming out songs at this point, but listen to these songs. Listen to the Lil Wayne verses and tell me they're not crazy. Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., man. Respect you. I love you. Need some tickets. Thank you for introducing me to hip-hop. Thank you for letting me fall in love with hip-hop. Thank you for always, always putting on for the culture. Next segment. All right, next segment. I want to talk to you about the state education in this country because it's really bothering me. You know. To think that it's 2018 and we still are having problems in our education system. Common sense problem. And there's not enough time in the world for, for me to get into all the 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 wide the wide scope of issues that play education. But let me give you a brief synopsis. So I went to Medford High School, right? And in middle school, they build high school as, you know, preparing you for life, preparing you for adulthood, right? Whether you want to go into the military, go into, you know, a trade, go to college, um, you know, volunteer, join, join like the Peace Corps, AmeriCorps, whatever. No matter what you wanted to do, right? It was built as, this, this is the first step. You know, high school is the first step into becoming an adult and learn how to function in an adult world, right? That's how they built high school. I get to high school, right? Medford High, I did, I did, reasonably well, had a 3-2 GPA, not great, I mean, like, I kind of dicked around most of the time, but I took my fair share of difficult classes, challenging classes, I mean, I, I, I took physics, I took chemistry, you know, I took um, world history 1 and 2, I took, um, I, I took up to Spanish 4, I think I I took a wide range of classes, right? Not one of them prepared me for life after high school. Let me repeat. Not one class I took prepared me for life after high school. Not one class I took prepared me for adult life at all. I was prepared for college, certainly. I mean, the academic rigor at Medford High is one of a kind. I mean, as, as much as I bash the school, one thing I can't say is that, you know, they they don't know the academics. Like, Medford High is, is on the game when it comes to getting kids ready for college. 
but you know, I was learning great. I was learning all this stuff like Pythagorean theorem and Punnett squares and you know, sonnets. I learned, um, you know, I think I learned what size shoe George Washington was. Um, how to how to how to conjugate er and ir verbs in Spanish, which is all useful information. Don't get me wrong, but it's specialized. For all you, for all my listeners, how many times have you sat through a class, right? High school, college, whatever, and said. How in the hell is this going to prepare me for life after this? How in the hell is A squared plus B squared equals C squared going to teach me how to pay my bills on time? Going to show me how to do my taxes or how to balance my checkbook? How is Darwinian theory going to show me how to shop for a loan for college because I can't pay for it all by myself and I know I'm not going to get enough scholarship and grants to pay for it how is learning about torque and watts and ohms going to show me how to start a business or invest in the stock market make my money work for me the answer is they don't people this is a problem I have for education in this country that it does not prepare you for anything all education does especially public education is say these are the things that you can do in college you can you we want you to do all of these things so you make an educated decision for your major, right? That's cool. What if I don't want to go to college? What if I what if I want to be an entrepreneur right out of high school, right? It's the perfect time. I'm young. I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I have ideas. I don't have debt. I'm not doing classwork all the time. Odds are you're still living with your parents, so you can save up some money. You're old enough to get like a decent job because you're not, you know, you're not being held back by the, 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 um, the labor laws in this country. It's a perfect time, perfect time to learn these things. But why don't you? Why the hell is dissecting a frog being taught over investing in the stock market? Imagine, I mean, my generation, class of 2013, just, just class of 2013, think about it. Imagine if someone had said, someone had taught us how to invest, 
right? How to look into companies, check their health, how to project trends, right? And we said, you know what? This Uber thing sounds pretty good. Let me let me put a couple hundred dollars into it. Boom. Overnight wealth. Or you know, oh the Snapchat thing. You know, it's it's wonky now, but you know, maybe in a couple years, who knows? You know Snapchat was a public back then, I get it, but you get the point. We're not taught anything substantive. We can better ourselves, right? And put ourselves in a better position for the future. And that's not to say that, you know, biology and chemistry and, um, you know, geometry and, 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 you know, Victorian literature isn't it isn't valuable. I'm not saying that. It is valuable to a select group of people. It's not valuable to everybody. Not everyone should have to take those classes. Because if I know that, for, for example, let, let me give you all an example, right? At Method High, it's required, right, to graduate that you need to take at least one art class during your four years. I knew from probably a third or fourth grade that I had no interest in art. None. None whatsoever. I, I did not want to draw. I did not want to paint. I did not want to make things out of clay. I didn't want to craft a bowl. Right? I did not want to do any of those things. Those things did not pique my interest. And I knew that from it from an early age, right? Um but still, I was forced to take an art class, ceramics, which is a complete and utter waste of my time. And shout out, Miss McKenzie. I don't mean anything against you. Um, I think you're, you're a phenomenal woman and you're good at your job. But I had no interest in art. So why was I being forced to waste my time? Why couldn't I take a class that taught me how to create generational wealth? Or taught me how to raise a family? Why couldn't I take a class that showed me um, how the banking system works? Right? Something that none of us really understand. Or how the tax system works. Even how, even how our legal system works. Because a lot of us don't understand how our, legal, how our very own legal system. That is supposed to um, be a representation of the people. A lot of people don't even know how it works. No political classes were, ta were taught. No um, civil service class were taught. No nothing. No nothing on community building, um, fundraising, nothing on um, um, change making. No classes of that ilk. But I could make a bowl. So I might make some of my life at some point. State of education, right? in this country is appalling. I'll say it, it's appalling. I do not agree with the premise that 
high school kids need to be introduced to everything because high school kids a lot of them know they might they might not know what they want to do but they for damn sure know what they don't want to do right i i knew i did not want to be an artist i knew i didn't want to be a biologist i knew i didn't want to go into the medical field i knew that i i didn't want to write or read books for a living i knew those things so why wasn't i put why why right based on my preferences and uh, my likes and dislikes was i not put in a program that was suited that was tailored for me right there's enough manpower to do it there was it's it's an it's it's a it's a disappointing thing you know and i see this and i I see it a lot i hear it a lot you know people feel like they wasted time in school and a lot of people this is why they feel like school isn't for them because it's like if if i want to if i know i want to be a construction worker which is a honest profession completely honest profession why do I need to know how to calculate the the speed of a of a of a feather dropping from a five story building? Like why why does that? Like why do I need to know that? You know, like what 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 purpose does that serve me? You know, I, I juxtapose that with the European school system that typically um, specializes high school. So secondary school is, you know, you, you get that general, you know, arithmetic, science, whatever history stuff in, in middle school, which is more than enough. And then in high school is when you specialize, like you might go to a high school that specializes in in computer programming or when it specializes in nursing or when it specializes in automotive or specializes in um, literature. And that's that's fine, you know? And it works. It works well. And, and kids go into college with a greater understanding of what they want and what they can and can't do as students and as professionals. The state of education, and, and and I have so many gripes with education. Um, I mean, we can we can talk about um, racial inequality in the in the education system. We can talk about economic inequality in the in the education system. We can talk about the prison the uh, pipeline from uh, prison to from from uh, public school to prison. We can talk about. Um, this, 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 this special ed tag that um, public schools like to place on 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 young children, especially young children of color. Um, but that's all. Oh, that's too long. It's too much to get into. Um, one of my biggest gripes, though, is that 
it just feels like this is a waste of time. Like, like, why am I not learning things that are going to benefit me? You know, I, I remember asking a guidance counselor one day. I remember going to her and I said, hey, you know, um, I think I want to take classes because because Medford High, we had, the, we had the, the main high school, Medford High School, and we had a vocational school attached to that, um, Medford Vocational. Medford Vocational Technical High School. Um, it was like run-of-the-mill folk folk school um, I remember talking to my guys class one day and I said you know I think I want to take class at the folk I think instead of taking an elective I want to spend that time you know taking classes at the folk and God counselor said you can't do that I said I mean why I mean we're it's in the same building it's like I'm leaving the building to go take these classes uh, I like, I, I feel like, you know, this is going to be better for me than learning how to carve, you know, a uh, 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 basket out of wood, you know. But she said, no, that's not something you can do. And that stuck with me, you know, for a while. It's like, why am I not learn? Why can I learn? Um, electric. Why can't I learn HVAC? Why can't I learn automotive? These are skills that are gonna make me money. Like this, like this, this is a skill that's going to be valuable for me. Like, and, and the vote even place you in a, in a co-op, right, where you're making money, decent money. I mean, like, this is like 2011, 2012, and. You know, it's like twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour, which is a decent amount of money for that time. I mean, this is back when minimum wage was still eight dollars an hour. I, I was, I was flabbergasted. I was like, why is that a big deal? You know, why can't I just take? Like, why are you making me taking? Why are you making me take these classes I don't want to take? That I know are not going to do anything for me, and, and this class is everyone should say, everyone should, should take a health class. You know, everyone should take um, a basic history class, or and everyone should take a, civ a civics class. Everyone should take a current events class. Like, there are classes certainly that everyone should have to take. I totally believe that, and I agree with that. But I also believe that you know a lot of the specialty classes are useless for most of the people who take them you know i'm i i went to college as an it major i'm i graduated as an it major like i did not need to know um i, I did not need to know how to how to how to write a, a mathematical proof you know I, I just didn't need to know that it was a waste of my time um, so in conclusion right a lot of things are wrong with the education system but the biggest thing is the amount of time that students waste on topics and subjects that they just don't care about that they have no interest in or they know they're never going to get into in life 
and all you're doing is feeding into this arbitrary system of grades that have no reflection on a student's intelligence or character or ability to perform a job, right? Grades are just arbitrary numbers that teachers pass out based on a whim, based on do I think this paper is good? Maybe, maybe not. Do I think this open response answer on the test was good? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, obviously math and science are a little bit more objective. Even still, I've had some teachers, you know, say like, I'll give you, you know, full credit if you get the right, if you get the wrong answer, but show the work. And I've had teachers say like, I don't care if you show the work. If you got the wrong answer, I'll give you zero credits. If If you get the right answer, I'll give you full credit. No in between. You know what I mean? Like, how does that help kids learn? How does that better children for you know the next phase in their lives i don't know my opinion it just wastes everybody's time students time teachers time administrators time schools time everybody's time is being wasted I wish I had an answer to as to how to fix it. Um, but all I can say really is just get active in the community, um, petition your school boards, petition your school boards. Um, if you're if you're a parent, join join the PTO. Um, you know, write the superintendent. Be a part of the school board. You know. Try to get on on a school board. Those are the people who set the curriculum. You know? They make recommendations directly to superintendents and principals. I have a dream that one day, you know, we will have a high school that doesn't waste children's time. And allows kids to tailor their curriculums based on their skill sets and their own desires and interests but until then we got what we got so that's all i gotta say about that um thank you again all right guys that's it for me um thank you difficult conversations again um, again, I want to, you know, just tell y'all that you know, I appreciate the support, the love, everything. Um, you know, I'm looking for topics, looking for guests. We don't have to link up person to person. I mean, like, we can do this completely digitally. Like, it's 2018, people. So, I mean, if you in, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in Medford right now, but, like, if, if you in Cali, if you in... Chicago, if you're in Florida, if you're in London, you know, I mean, I can, I can hook you up with something like that. I mean, I can get you on here. So please, anybody who want to be a guest, like, I'm, I'm, I, I want this to be for the people. You know, I, mean, I want this to be for my audience. You know, um, anything y'all want, I'm here for it. Any topics you want to touch upon, like, I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, and I'll, I'll give you my honest opinion on anything, you know. Um, so again, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Please continue to support. Um, you know, 
And again, do not be afraid to have difficult conversations. Thank you.